0: I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I am wicked excited to be here with you today. And I think I'm going to keep this uh, sucker short and sweet. And I'm not sure what I'm going to call this episode. I think I might call it, There's a Place in You. Now, here's what's get interesting about this, or at least interesting to me. I had no clue until about 10 minutes ago what I was going to do this podcast on. Sometimes I'm the last to know. Uh, There are often times where I'm out in the world and something happens or a story unfolds or something comes into my awareness. And I just can tell by how I feel whether that's the thing that I'm supposed to run with. And so I literally have uh, somewhere here on my desk, a stack of like podcast ideas. And I literally was just like, nope, 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 nope. And then one of my friends, KT just said to me, she sent me a Voxa and she said, uh, what's, what's this episode going to be about the one that's, you know, going to be airing next week. And I said, I have no idea. My spiritual team has not clued me in yet. (laughs) They have not filled me in yet, but then something came into my mind. Just giving you guys a little, uh, behind the scenes of the creative process, right. And how, how this shit goes down, (laughs) how the magic, how the magic is made, you know? Um, I had no idea what I was going to talk about. And then I started thinking about something and I started thinking about actually something from my own website and how I'm thinking about maybe changing a little bit of the copy on my website. And I started thinking about storytelling. So this is the process. Like this is how, this is how my spiritual team finally helped me to get the fuck out of my own way. So I started thinking about storytelling. And I started thinking about all the stories, the kind of different kinds of stories that we tell ourselves. So this month in the nest, the module that we're doing is called, I call it changing hurtful thoughts. And one of the things I was saying to everybody on the call last night to the, all the beautiful members of the nest, the nesties we call them, um, I was saying to them, you know, this module is called changing hurtful thoughts, but you might as well just switch out the word thoughts for stories. And one of the things that I've realized over the years is that a lot of times, and I know this, how do I know this? Because I did it myself. So none of this is ever like finger pointing or, uh, you know, ex- not including myself in uh, this very human way of behaving. Uh, almost everything that I talk about, I'm like, you know, except that obviously there'll be certain topics where I'm like, yeah, I was never addicted to this or whatever. There'll, obviously, there will be circumstances, but just general humanness. You can bet your sweet ass that, that uh, I have at some point <laughs> been in that, been in whether it's the victim loop or the blame and the shame and the, all the things, right? That, that comes with the human experience, the human ego experience. But one of the things that I know that we often do and that I used to do um, is that we often mistake our identity, who we think we are, how we see ourselves, how we relate to the world, all this stuff. We confuse our identity with what's happened to us, our stories, right? Another way to say it is we confuse our identity with our biography about these things that have happened to us. We sometimes do it also with um, our genetics With, like, you know, this has been passed down in my family. So, this is what what is also going to be a part of me, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the most biggest things that I see in people's storytelling about themselves is we almost never, you've heard me say this before, we almost never are writing stories in our own favor meaning that we write these stories about the places, the conditions, the circumstances, the environments, the things that happened to us and where we came from. And we tend to write these uh, like little plays, these little screenplays, these scripts about what's not possible for us, why we can't ever fill in the blank, what holds us back, why we're not able to, or we use our history sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes, for excuses as for why we can't. We really get attached to this identity of our woundedness. Uh, we've often heard a lot of people say things like, I'm a mess, I'm broken, I'm, 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 I'm wounded. Uh, all these different ways that we use to describe ourselves. And because last night on the group call, uh, we were discussing the different kind of stories that come up for people, the different kind of hurtful thoughts that come up for people, you know, for me as a spiritual mentor, and especially as a long time course in miracles student, I, there's a lesson, there's one of the lessons in a course in miracles. So a course in miracles, uh, just as a physical object is a book, right? It's also, uh, it's a, it's a teaching. It's an incredible teaching tool, which for me, that's what it is. It's an incredible teaching tool. And so in the middle of the book, there's 365 daily lessons, and there's a ton of lessons that I love, but there's one lesson that I love in particular. So as I was sitting here earlier, unsure of what I was going to talk about today, and then all of a sudden, spiritual team dropped into my mind, this concept of, the stories of woundedness or brokenness or why we can't, right? All the reasons why we take ourselves out at the knees and we identify ourselves with those awful things, sometimes tragic or traumatic things that happen to us. And we mistake those things for ourselves. And what was really interesting is they also dropped into my mind not only lesson 47, which I'm going to tell you uh, just a snippet of what it says in there. Okay. The lesson itself says, God is the strength in which, which I trust. Okay. God is the strength in which I trust. And I love this lesson because at the very beginning of it, it's actually wicked funny. It, um, I paraphrase it a little bit, but it basically says, um, if you are relying on your own strength, no wonder why you feel anxious and scared and worried. <laughs> because they're saying, what do you really know? Like us in this very limited human capacity, right? We do not have omnipotent vision. We don't know all the, the, the happenings, all the goings on, all the possible outcomes. So, so often we'll think of something as awful and tragic and bad because we don't see that that thing is ultimately gonna lead to being somebody's greatest gift or opportunity for healing, for forgiveness, for growth, for consciousness expansion, right? So we have this very limited thing where we're like, oh my God, that's so awful and that's so terrible because we cannot see all the interconnectedness and all the things that are gonna go on. So we try to rely on our own strength and what we think of is as our own uh, knowledge, quote unquote knowledge or wisdom or whatever. And we often can't see the whole thing. And we often don't see ourselves in our own wholeness in our own holiness And so it's why we often mistake ourselves for our brokenness, for our wounds, for our traumas, for the places where uh, maybe we got knocked on our ass, for the places where maybe we suffered, right? These things that have happened, these things that if we were to write a biography or an autobiography, it'd be like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. And we mistake those places where maybe we got the uh, mental or emotional um, or spiritual equivalent perhaps of like the physical broken arm and we mistake ourselves for that. So I'm gonna piece together here because I find this really fascinating. Um, and this all happened very quickly. This is how I know that I'm, I'm, I'm often being guided by something um, uh, when my spiritual team is on the job because I was able to connect the dots here very quickly. Like, like I said, in like a 10 minute window. So in A Course in Miracles, lesson 47, the, 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 the title of the lesson, right, is God is a strength in which I trust. There's a line that I love, and it says this, there is a place in you where nothing is impossible. Listen to that. There is a place in you where nothing is impossible. There is a place in you where the strength of God abides. And I just thought, like, when I think about that, now you might be somebody who, if you listen to this podcast, I can't imagine at this point still, if you're a regular listener, you know what I always say about the word God. If you don't like the word God, just insert your own happy word here. Maybe it's goodness. Maybe it's the divine, the beloved universe, Jesus, um, source, love the higher self. I have no attachment to what you, what you call it. I'm wicked comfy with the word God. (laughs) So there's a place in you where the strength of God abides. There's a place in you where nothing is impossible. And as I was sitting here pondering this, right, in relation to how people mistake themselves for not the place that is, that is totally whole and healing, healed and innocent and complete and unbroken. We so often don't, see ourselves or relate to that truth of ourselves. We're very attached to the, um, I don't know, people love to use that word 3D, right? They're very physical manifestation, tapping my body, right? The physical things we see around us, this hair clip, these books, like whatever, right? We often don't make the connection to our true self, which I would say is spirit, Uh, other traditions obviously would say that too but this is just me what i believe is that ultimately we are eternal we are spirit and we're having this very human experience (laughs) right which makes us believe in all of these scripts and biographies and stories that we've written while we're here but check this out this is really fascinating so this lesson 47 for A Course in Miracles. So A Course of Miracles was, was written, was taken down, was channeled, right? Uh, between the uh, dictation, let's call it inner dictation, between the years of like 68. And I think it came out, the first edition came out in like 1975. Okay. So that came out and this is what it's saying. There's a place in you with strength of God abides. And then I think something, I've heard something like that somewhere else too. And I'm going to tell you about it in a couple of different places. This is what I love about spirituality, you guys. It's so different. When you kind of take the mystical approach, when you kind of take what I call like the spiritual mutt approach versus being indoctrinated into only one way of thinking, like drinking, like chugging, like just like chugging the Kool-Aid of a particular religion. Now, I'm not saying if you have claimed a particular religion or that religious thought system as your own, and you do no harm, amen, hallelujah. I like to keep my mind really open to different ways of learning, to different ideas around the same spiritual concept or principle I love to hear it from different points of view and different spiritual traditions. That to me, that spiritual mutt quality is, is what really resonates with me. To hear something in a song and to hear it in poetry and to read it in a book and then to read it in a devotional and then to hear it from a spiritual scripture or something. Like I just, like, I just go like, yes. I just love to get a concept from a multifaceted kaleidoscope point of view. So we're going back to, you know, the title of this, which is There is a Place in You. And that, right, brought me to A Course in Miracles. But it also made me think about something from like back in the day. I want to say it was back in like 2008-ish. So there's a show called On Being. Uh, and Krista Tippett is, used to be the host or is the host of this, this show where she interviews really incredible like theological, mystical, spiritual uh, teachers and thinkers and authors and all this stuff, right? Holy people or whatever. People who are in the tradition of teaching on, uh, let's call them mystical things. And she at one point was talking to the, the beautiful Irish poet. He's no longer with us, John O'Donohue. Uh, and this was the other place that I heard this thing. Uh, which is then going to bring me to one of my teachers as well, Eknath Eshwaran, and I, I just want you to hear what he had to say. So in this episode uh, with John Donahue on On being with Krista Tippett, he was talking about Meister Eckhart. So Meister Eckhart was a 14th century mystic, like from way back in the day. And my teacher, Eshwaran, who is also no longer with us in f- physical form, he would quote him all the time too. So like all these, all these things are being connected in my head um, and I'm so grateful for it because it's allowing me to share this message with all of you today. and it gives me the the ability to come at it from a couple of different places. So this is all in service to remembering who we truly are. That's really what this 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 episode, this very brief episode, hopefully is gonna is gonna land for you what I'm trying to say, that there is a place in you where you are not these things that happen to you. Okay. So in this little episode clip, uh, John O'Donoghue was talking to, to Krista Tippett, and he's quoting Meister Eckhart, this 14th century mystic. And this is what he said. He said, one day I read him, and Meister Eckhart said, there is a place in the soul that neither time nor space nor no created thing can touch. Oh, Right? There is a place in the soul that neither time nor space nor no created thing can touch. And this is what, of course, in miracles is saying, that there is a place in you where nothing is impossible. There's a place in you where nothing has been touched yet, that you are still in your original form as how God created you, as the divine imagined you, right? And I love this. And he goes on to say that this is how he interpreted this, what he thought, what, what he thought Meister Eckhart was saying. This is John O'Donohue. He says, he says, your identity is not equivalent to your biography and that there is a place in you where you have never been wounded, where there's still a sureness in you, where there's a seamlessness in you, and where there is a confidence and tranquility in you. And I think the intention of prayer and spirituality and love is now and again to visit that inner kind of sanctuary. Oh my God. I love this so much. And when he's talking about how there is a place in you where there's a seamlessness in you, What that's saying is there's a place in you where there is no beginning and end. There's no place where there is a gap, where there's brokenness. It is seamless. It is untouched. It is unharmed. And this is what's so fascinating. So, this was from 2008. Okay. We have A Course in Miracles saying it in like 68, 69, whoever, whenever that, right, Lesson 47 was written. Then, we have Ashwaran, Eknath Ashwaran, who's my meditation teacher. And he says this, okay? So we have John O'Donohue basically saying that I think the intention of prayer and spirituality in love is now and again to visit this inner kind of sanctuary, right? This place where you have never been wounded. And then listen what Ashwaran says, okay? He says, love requires a center within oneself which nothing can shake, a sanctum sanctorium into which we can always retire to renew our strength and security. That is the purpose of meditation. So now we have Ishwaran talking about how the purpose of meditation is to find that inner unshakable place, that place where love abides, where nothing can shake us, off of and away from, right, the truth of ourself, a sanctum sanctorium, a sanctuary. And I'm like, this is just like the best shit ever, you guys. This is the stuff that I geek out on and that I love so much. So all of this, this purposefulness. So we have a Eshwaran saying it in 89. We have A Course in Miracles saying it in the 60s. We have my Master icard saying it in the 14th century. And then in 2008-ish, right? Don't hold me to it. No, not putting my hands on a Bible or anything. Not swearing me in under per- penalty or perjury of law, um, but that he says the same thing in 2008. And what they're all pointing to, what they're all pointing to is that there is a place in you where God abides, the divine abides, the truth of you abides. And the purpose of spiritual work, transformational work, right? Whatever, recovery work, all the things that we're doing Prayer, meditation, contemplation, using a mantra, like all these things. It's to come back to that inner place where there is assuredness of you, there is a seamlessness, there is an unbroken and unwounded, where you remember the truth of yourself as an extension of the divine, as one of God's kids. And to add to this, it just came into my head, Paramahansa Yogananda. So now we come from the yogic tradition as well. There's a beautiful quote. You've heard me mention this on the show many times. It's, it's a quote that I keep on my fridge for like the last 20 years or so, right? With, right next to a picture of my, my mother. And it says, whom God protects, nothing can destroy. It is the same sentiment it is the same sentiment. Nothing can destroy the real and true you. There is a place in you where you are unbroken, unwounded, where you're not a mess, where you're not fucked up, where you're not fill in the blank of all the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. And for me, so much of the work that I love to do is to help people remember To remember, think about the word like to remember. What does that mean? To remember, to put back together because the world, this world, right? This illusionary world that we all kind of move around in and do our business in and live our lives in, right? And act out our stories and our dramas and the great plays that we have written, assigned everybody their role in our great epic, you know, play or show that we're putting on right? So we move through the world, like acting out all these dramas, and we forget. We forget that there is a place within us. We get so distracted by the ego happenings of the world that we forget our own divinity. We forget the truth of ourselves. This world pulls us apart. It dismembers us. And we often think that the opposite of the word remember is forget, but it's actually to dismember. So, what we're doing when we do spiritual practices is we're t- returning to wholeness, to our holiness. We're taking these fragmented pieces of ourselves, all these little stories that we've told, and the illusion in our belief in our separation from the divine, from God, from source, from love. And we imagine ourselves to be these things, forgetting that our true identity is love. Our true identity is to be, is that we are one of the beloveds of the greatest love that is, which is the divine, which I happen to call God. And for me, it's like, there's, there's, there's still within you a place where you are complete and whole and untouched and innocent. And, you know, the work that I do that brings me so much joy is helping people to remember this place. There is a place in you, A Course in Miracles tells us, I'm going to say it again, where nothing is impossible. There is a place in you where the strength of God abides. And this is the place that is so helpful to remember to lean upon, that is the sanctum sanctorum in your mind, that sanctuary, that these holy practices, the devotionals, right? The ways that you connect, the the thousand and one ways that people can learn to connect most deeply with their self source and spirit, to bring them back home to the mothership, to the motherland, to the truth of themselves. It's a return to love. It's a return to love. And I would just want to remind you once again, to not confuse these stories and these things that have happened to you, for you. Don't confuse, again, the way John Donahue, O'Donohue says it, is your biography for your identity. I would say your stories, right? these stories and these things that happened to you. Don't confuse them for who you really are. I don't really have much more to say about it right now. <laughs> I can tell when I take that long pause and like the mind just goes really quiet. I think of that as that my signal to say, I've made my point. I've shared what I was supposed to share for now at least, about this. So you guys, I want to read this to you um, one more time. Okay? There is a place in you where you have never been wounded, where there's still a sureness in you, where there's a seamlessness in you, and where there is a confidence and tranquility in you and i think that the intention of prayer and spirituality and love is now and again to visit that inner kind of sanctuary so in the nasa this is one of the things that we do we have a whole module called the five d's of dsp daily spiritual practice which is really based all around this where we're creating that that we're, we're we're creating and remembering that this inner kind of sanctuary exists. And then I invite everybody to find their pathway to it. And it's different for everybody. I am never telling people what to think, what to believe, like what. My job is to just kind of walk along beside saying, have you considered this? Have you thought about this? Oh, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I did. This is what I found helpful. Here are some tools. Here are some things here's some lessons I learned, perhaps they'll be helpful for you, right? So you guys, I hope this was helpful for you. So thank you for listening. Uh, I hope it wasn't too disjointed. It, like I said, it all just came together so quickly and I was just like, oh my God, I was making like ping, ping, ping. All the lights were going up in my head like a pinball machine. I get so excited uh, talking about the things of the spirit and talking about the stories that we tell ourselves and storytelling in general. Because this whole big thing, this whole big thing, our life is really, our life is really a demonstration of the stories that we tell ourselves. Our life is really the acting out of the things that we, the stories that we believe. And if we believe that we are broken, if we believe that we are fucked up, if we believe that we cannot be healed, if we believe that we're a mess, if we believe that we're wounded, if we believe these things, about ourselves, if that's what the mind continues to identify with, of course, that's going to be reflected in our lived experience. So I guess I had a tiny bit more to say about it, but I'm going to shut up on that note. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. And um, I guess the other thing I'll say is, as, an, as an outro, as we're going out, uh, so many of these stories not only about ourselves, but like our people, right? Sometimes I'll hear people say, well, we're not those kinds of people. In my family, we do this, or we don't do that. It'll be an individual talking and they'll say something. You've heard me say this before. Oh, we don't do that. So sometimes these beliefs and these stories, this history, maybe you call it intergenerational or generational trauma or whatever, it gets handed down, it gets passed down. And I think one of our greatest tasks in this lifetime is to question everything that we think, question everything that we believe, question the traditions, question the stories, question the labels, question the things that have been put on us or handed down to us, and to question the ones that we put on ourselves. And remember that there is a place in you where the strength of God abides that is untouched by anything in this world, by time, by people, by place, it, it it is a it is a sanctuary within you that you can access, that you can access at any time. Sometimes we need a little help. First of all, even knowing it exists, but then being able to find our pathway there, and that's the stuff that I love to help people with, amongst other things. And it's also where tools like, you know, here we're talking about like prayer, meditations, you know, spirituality. Um, and obviously love, but it's also one of the aims of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, as you, as you heard me talk about if you listen to those episodes about wanting to dehypnotize people, wanting to use hypnosis to dehypnotize people of these limiting beliefs and stories that keep them separate from God, keep them separate from their source, keep them separate from love, keep them separate from their wholeness and their remembrance of them as, as, as being in their full holiness from forgetting that they are actually uh, love itself. So if you want more information about the different ways uh, to take this work beyond just the podcast, beyond listening and into action, there's a couple of different ways to do that, right? Working with me and spiritual hypno mentoring. You can also work with me in The Nest, my spiritual community and membership. And you can find it all on my website, you guys, right? Just go to karenkenney.com. You'll see it all. Um, as far as the hypno mentoring, though, the spiritual hypno mentoring, just reach out to me. Use the contact form on my website. Uh, and I'm happy to send you a little bit more information about how that program works. So, you guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I celebrate you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope uh, you probably, well, I don't know. You guys all listen to the- this show like on different days, but it drops on Thursdays, <laughs> Thursday mornings. So whenever you're listening to this, wh- wherever you are right now, I hope it finds you uh, doing well. I hope you're taking good care of yourself and just know that wherever you go, may you leave yourself, the people, the place, the animals and the environment better than how you first found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time, friendship and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you wanna hear more, I'd be wicked grateful. If you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review, because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to KarenKenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, Keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.